Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and it is just me today because I feel like we haven't caught up in quite some time. We had the 4th of July holiday. Threads is a new app that we have to care about now, and Kyle Richards and Mauricio might be breaking up. TBD, there's there's a lot going on. I'm going to talk about OC later in this episode. I am absolutely you know, loving this season, soaking up every second. We're going to get into all of the deranged drama that's happening in Montana. But I couldn't I couldn't get on the mic today and not just talk about Kyle and Mauricio. Um, on Monday, you know, I was I was working in in quotation marks. I was around a computer for most of the day, but I would not say I was um, at my peak productivity. And then Lo and behold, at like 4.40 p.m. Eastern time, someone sends me this, this fucking People article by our good friend Dave Quinn. <sighs> Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky have, have, quote, separated after 27 years of marriage. Wow. A gut punch. And this is after, after days, weeks, months, years perhaps even of speculation that you know, trouble is afoot in Kyle and Mauricio's relationship. And I got to be honest, this is not something that I have ever super paid attention to. Look, I know there have been rumors. I know there have been reports. I, you know, there have been internet sleuths, Reddit threads, what, anything, name it. There's been speculation about what's happening with Kyle and Mauricio. And look, I talk about this shit every single day. It is my job. My my tax-paying income comes from talking about Bravo. And I didn't care that much about what was going on with Kyle and Mauricio. I was like, it, it'll sort itself out. I didn't believe, to be honest, that they would let something happen publicly. Unless they were, you know, saying, we are getting divorced Here's our statement. It's over 27 years. Kyle, you know, wants to be single in Aspen with her Kimosabe hats. And Mauricio is going to do Buying Beverly Hills or whatever his Netflix show is called. And we're going to, you know, consciously uncouple. If they were ever going to break up, that's what I thought would happen. So this report from People Magazine, it's not what I expected. And I don't think it's what they expected either, because Kyle and Mauricio then put out this uh, joint statement. This joint statement. First of all, the the Monday before Fourth of July being on Tuesday, at the end of the day, like what is this timing? This statement in regards to the news that came out about us today, 
Any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriage, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There has been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. While it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support. Kyle and Mauricio. This is an interesting little statement because the thing that they deny full stop is that they are divorcing, which is actually not what was alleged in the aforementioned People magazine report. They specifically use the word separated. Um, And this is they do not deny straight up that they are separating or have separated. Um, They acknowledge that they've had some rough times, a challenging year. They they do deny that there's been wrongdoing. I guess it's nice to get out front. You know, there have been these theories about Kyle and her friend, Morgan Wade, who she's been spending a lot of time with. To the best of my knowledge, Morgan is also in a relationship. I don't know. I don't really feel like getting into that. But this is an interesting statement because they're saying something, but they're not saying everything. Like, they're not saying we're fully good and together and everybody shut up because, you know, we're we're making it. They're saying, like, look, the water's... The tide is high, but I'm holding on. They're going to be each other's number one. Um, And we did see them. They were together in Aspen over the 4th of July. I don't really know if that means anything, aside from the fact that they both just like spending time in Aspen, because I guess who wouldn't? Uh, Maybe Lisa ran up. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens with this upcoming season of Beverly Hills, which, of course, they have finished filming. They ha- finished filming, you know, some time ago, definitely before this information came out publicly. But Kyle has uh, addressed the, you know, whisperings about her marriage. Even a few months ago, she did an interview where she said that this season they kind of like faced that so I to me I think do I think that Kyle is going to give us is she going to give the gays everything they want in terms of being open no probably not but I I don't think the timing of this public news means that there's going to be no uh Kyle and Mauricio uh content on the season like I think we might still get some some storyline of them kind of going through it a little bit um, you know, TBD, how much TBD, if they're going to pick up and film anything like they did, I think Scandaval maybe sort of rewrote the rule book about that. I don't think that was something that was, has rarely been done, but I think with Scandaval, it kind of turned out to, to make the whole thing. I don't think they're going to do quite that much, uh, with Beverly Hills. Cause frankly, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's really that explosive of a situation, but you know, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious when we're going to get that season too, because of course they took a, a break before filming this season. So the timelines are a little bit messed up. We have a season of Dubai that they've finished filming. Miami's wrapping up filming. Uh, Potomac, if they're not done yet, they're going to be done soon. Uh, Salt Lake City is done filming. So I, I am curious kind of which card they're going to pull from the deck next, because i I want to see all of these seasons, but realistically, some of them we're going to have to wait quite a while for. Um, But 
you know what we don't have to wait for? That is Real Housewives of Orange County. It's here, baby, and it's it's everything I wanted. Going into the season, it was it was a little bit of a question mark with Tamara coming back, Heather in her second season of her return, you know, Gina and Emily hanging on for another year. Um, and we're five episodes into the season, and I just I couldn't be happier with how it's going. Really. It's been it's been such a pleasure. I didn't talk about last week's episode. Uh, so a, a couple notes. First of all, Emily. Yes, she tested positive for COVID, so she's not on the Montana trip. That's unfortunate. But I, you know what she is doing, and that is momaging Annabelle. And there's something about a momager storyline on reality TV, and specifically on Housewives. It's, it's just kind of delicious. I don't have that much of a connection to Annabelle. I guess it would be weird if I did because she's like a nine-year-old girl. But... Emily in this mode of she's no longer working other than of course starring in a TV show that she's been on for five seasons. Um, she's no longer working in the, in the universe of housewives. Um, so she has plenty of time to, you know, drive Annabelle around to her various modeling gigs. Um, and Shane, Shane is like so shitty. He's like, so you're really taking this seriously? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, so if you have a Botox appointment scheduled and they're like, Hey, we need you to bring Annabelle to this modeling gig. You're going to skip the appointment. She's like, yeah. It's like, I, I don't know how this is going to go, but you know, Shane is in his lawyer era and Emily's in her momager era. And Frankly, I can't wait to see more of that as the season progresses, though I am sad that she's not on the Montana trip because Emily is I feel like we get fun Emily on the vacations. And as much as Emily is not like one of my favorite housewives or even a particular standout housewife to me, she's somebody who when she is in the right environment, she can be so hilarious and so entertaining. Um, so I'm sad not to have her, you know, in these situations of riding a horse or shoveling shit or whatever other, you know, they're going whitewater rafting next week. Truly, like, what is the insurance policy on this show? Because to get to get someone like Heather Dubrow into a an inflatable raft going th- through churning rocky waters in Montana like do does Bravo take out a life insurance policy on the, on these women I don't know how that works I don't know what even really how insurance works I guess we'll have to get Vicky on the podcast for that um but truly hats off to them planning this trip because it's giving uh cowgirl realness it's giving you know rugged it's 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 everything i'm really enjoying it seeing heather dubrow shovel manure ooh, it's so important to me it's so good she asks i think half seriously if chanel makes a shovel if they don't they should and this episode of course heather's using the shovel to uh to shovel the shit gina i would say then takes the shovel from heather and is trying to stir the shit and boy is she not is she not that good at it she's good at it in the way that is entertaining to watch but she's not um she's not artful with her uh with her producer mindset i would say having tamra back on the show who is such a legend in the 
sense of kind of producing the storylines around her and watching her at work compared to Gina, who's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Jen, don't you think you should actually be mad at Tamra? (laughs) Oh, Heather, I know Taylor and Tamra were both talking about your IMD, IMBD page. But don't you think you should be more mad at Tamra? <laughs> like, Gina's agenda is fully like a, a Lily Pulitzer planner that she's carrying around with her. That's the kind of agenda she has. It is out in the open. Even, you know, by the end of this episode everybody's like wait Gina what the fuck (laughs) we'll we'll get there I don't want to get too ahead of myself one thing that I was really sad to miss talking about last week was this sweet sweet IMDB drama because it is so fucking dumb but like in the exact way I want to see on Housewives. Of course, this is lingering tension from Heather asking, or Taylor asking Heather if she wants to be in the movie and, you know, Heather being like, this isn't how this works. You've never been in a movie. The producer has to call me. You know, somebody has to make an offer. There's contract X, Y, Z. You know, Taylor and Tamara look at the IMDb page and, you know, it comes up in Montana. They're arguing about it at dinner. And that is where we pick up this episode. (sighs) Taylor, I love seeing her in this element because I think she is somebody who has an element of purity to her, but then also can just be like so shady and so funny. And watching that switch flip a little bit and watching her get back into the swing of things in terms of like being a housewife, it just, it, it feels like we never left. Of course, she's with a completely different cast than she was, um, you know, when she was on Beverly Hills, but it's just so good. She fits really, really well in this cast. Um, and I love that she flips things on Tamra this episode a little bit. And when Heather is, you know, yelling at her about the IMDb thing, she says that Tamra was the one who made the comment about how everything she had done on her IMDb page was in the 1900s. And Tamra immediately... <laughs> Tamara forgets, I think she's uh, forgotten that we can roll footage here and that all of this is on camera because she's like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said the 90s. Immediately roll footage, 1900s. She said it. Tamara, that is the one thing where it's like, Tammy Sue, you're so good at this, but you got to, you got to, you you got to remember you're going to look bad. Heather's going to watch that. She's going to be like, well, fuck Tamara, I guess, you know. Taylor was Taylor was rude, but at least she acknowledged it. Um, meanwhile, this whole this whole fight is happening, and Shannon is still behind the bar in her little like saloon waitress costume. Like they're fully all the women are at the table, and Shannon is like twelve feet away behind the bar, and she's like, "Oh, T- Tamra! Oh, oh, Taylor! Heather!" And it's like. Go sit at the table. You're not like working a shift. Just go. <laughs> why, why are you so far away from the group? Uh, this whole thing. Taylor calls Tamara Lil Miss cowboy hat. They're all wearing cowboy hats. Like. <laughs> it just is so stupid. And I love it. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. 
Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honeylove is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale, get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Tamara and Heather then step aside to talk in the bathroom. Heather is like, babe, tell me the truth. Uh, you know, we've always been so supportive of each other. She knows how important my career is to me. Tell me straight. Were you rude about my IMDb page? And Tamara says no. Again, the, it's the footage. It's in the can, babe. It's a little bit like, how do you think this is going to end? We know Heather's going to see the episode and know that you were lying so it's a long you should just be like oh, i don't know we were having fun i regret it um but this this night is important because it's when Tamara and shannon really seem to um solidify that they are good with each other that they're kind of back back um and of course they do this by drunkenly rolling around on the stairs taking more shots together um and this was it was interesting to see heather kind of acknowledge that she's worried that now that Shannon and Tamara are close again, that she's going to be the odd man out in this friendship dynamic, in this group. And it's funny to hear Heather Dubrow admit that that is something that she's thinking about because she's the kind of person where usually you would assume, oh, she doesn't give a fuck about any of these people. Like they're her coworkers. She's here as much as she needs to be here. But at the end of the day, she's going to go hang out with whoever she actually wants to hang out with. She and Terry are going to, you know, go to a restaurant I could never afford. And she's not worried about whether Shannon is closer with Tamara than she is with her. So uh, hearing her admit that, I'm curious to see how that plays out throughout the rest of the season, because we know that Shannon and Tamara are very close still. They're doing their Trace Amigas live show now, which I, I simply can't um, can't wrap my mind around the fact that people are paying money to go to that. But, you know, to, to each their own. Um, 
but yes, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of where, where Heather goes with that thought process. Um, but then every, they split up into two groups, Taylor's with Jen and Gina. Um, and Taylor is worried that Tamara went to the bathroom with Heather to talk shit about her, which is mildly true. We'll put a pin in that. Um, meanwhile, Tamara is with Shannon and Heather and she tells them this is, this really sets up the main drama for the rest of the episode. She tells them that Jen's boyfriend, Ryan, not only has he cheated on every woman he's been with before Jen, but that he cheated on her with someone that she's friends with this other woman named Heather, I guess. And that he's quote known as the town whore. And then Tamara's friend, Heather, Oh, maybe Heather wasn't the friend that he cheated with. I don't know. It's they're all like hot blonde ladies with fake boobs. Um, Tamara, Tamara's friend, Heather, not Dubrow told her that the first time Ryan, Jen's man, Ryan, God, all these people have the same fucking names. Last season, we had a Jen dating a Ryan and they were two different people. It's a lot to keep track of. Um, but so, so other Heather told Tamara that this season's Ryan walked into cup fitness and said, Oh, look at, look at that woman. Look at Tamara. I'm going to fuck her. This is after Tamara was already with Eddie, married to Eddie. This is not recently, or this is recently. Like, there are so many, like, there are so many, like, fitness white men who give off shady vibes in Orange County. And I think Jen Pedranti picked the shadiest one. Like, out of all, last season we had Ryan, whose actual name was Ryan, and I think I liked him better. They also both don't wear shirts. Like, these two men were cloned in a lab to be, like, shady husband-turned-boyfriends on Real Housewives of Orange County, and they're both playing the part quite well. Um, Of course, Ryan didn't get a second season, but, you know, maybe Ryan will fare better. Uh, TBD. But so that, again, is going to simmer. We'll come back to it. Um, The next morning, Gina calls Emily. They talk about what happened the night before, and they agreed that pulling up the IMDb page of Heather was shady on both Taylor and Tamara's parts. Basically, it takes two to tango, you know, to have it up on the phone, to talk about it, to laugh at it. It's a shared experience, which I agree with. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was nice from either of them. And I look, Heather is somebody who is, you know, not currently having much of an acting career, but what she's done in the past, there's no reason to be shady about that. There's no reason to take that away from her. That was her career for a long time. And then she made a choice to step away from it. It, it, reflects poorly on Tamara and Taylor that they think that's something that's worth making a joke of. But alas, I mean, <laughs> I could talk about IMDb till, till the cows come home, but we got to talk about, speaking of cows, we got to talk about tractors and horses. Shannon saying, I didn't grow up on a ranch like in Montana, but I did grow up with property and with horses. It's like, the things that come out of these people's mouths, it's like, okay, <laughs> poor little rich girl. Um, I already talked about Heather shoveling manure, but Shannon really is deeply affected thinking about what Tamara told her about Ryan the night before. She's like, she's in her feels about, you know, 
what's happening with this relationship. I think hearing all of these things circling about Ryan, knowing that he is a serial cheater who it seems like maybe has not changed his ways as much as Jennifer believes or wants to believe, that's a really shitty thing. And knowing that that person is in your friend group and doesn't know that you're talking about her makes it even worse. Because Tamara Tamara has this She's friends with Jen, but then she has issues with Jen, but then she wants to she wants to talk about it. But then she also wants to kind of have these tidbits of information that she can sprinkle as is convenient for her. It's a it's a tough dynamic. And I get why somebody like Shannon, who can be emotionally fragile, is struggling with this a little bit. Meanwhile, this is when Gina uh, really gets into her pot stirring mode Um she tells Heather that she thinks she should be more mad at Tamara than Taylor for the IMDb thing. Um, again, neither here nor there. Then Gina also talks to Jen about her conflicted feelings um, about her. Jen is like, look, I get where you're coming from. I don't want to like, you know, trigger you by normalizing cheating, but at the same time, it's not my job to make you feel good about, you know, my life choices. I agree with her. I think it's the degree to which Gina is taking all of this personally. It speaks way more to her personal stuff that she needs to work through than it does to Jen. I mean, has Jen ever made a mistake? Clearly. Yes. But like Gina, you've known this woman for three weeks. Like, why are you in shambles over the idea that maybe she cheated on her husband? Like, do I, am, would I love to surround myself with cheaters? Probably not. But like, I also, it's not my problem. Also, you're probably surrounding yourself with cheaters all the fucking time and you don't even know it. Only because you're on Housewives do you have this kind of context for somebody who has just come into your life. So, you know, Gina, maybe just maybe just take your foot off the gas a little bit. It's it's a little bit much. Um, but Gina, you know, she is determined to be the bone carrier. She she tells Jen that the inconsistencies make her doubt if she can trust her. And Jen is like, wait, what inconsistencies? We barely know each other. And that's when Gina says that Tamara alludes to stuff and says that Jen, quote, has a strange relationship to the truth. And with both Heather and with Jen, Gina's like rage boner for Tamara is kind of a lot. Like it, it's coming on a little bit strong. And I think that going into this season, perhaps... I don't think that there is really that much history between Tamara and Gina. I mean, yes, they were on the show together. They had their issues. I think that Gina knew that Tamara was coming back and was like, I think I have an opportunity here. Tamara, <laughs> I'm trying to do the Gina voice. Doing the Gina voice for 30 seconds makes me feel like I've smoked a pack a day for a decade. I think I have an opportunity. <laughs> she's like, she's like, Tamara is this legendary housewife and she's coming back. So if I can have like drama with her, that'll make me look good. Cause look, Gina sees your tweets. I bet, you know, she knows that every season when she comes back, people are like this again. She's, you know, she's putting in work, which I respect. I just think she's not, um, the best at it. But ultimately, Jen thanks Gina for being open with her. And look, she's now more mad at Tamara than she is at Gina, which was Gina's only goal. She wanted that with Heather. She wanted that with Jen. She got it. <sighs> which brings us to the evening on the range. They're making fish and bison for dinner. They're playing with the lasso. 
they're allegedly sleeping in a tent. I don't know if know that I buy that. I think the second cameras go down, Heather's going to scurry back up to the villa. Um, I would settle for the bunkhouse. I don't know about a tent. I don't know about a tent. I Look, I'm being paid to be on this beautiful vacation. I want to sleep in a bed. Is that so wrong? <sighs> but, you know, at the dinner, we can't have nice things. Gina brings up Tamara being the one talking shit about the IMDb page. Yes, we are back to this. Uh, Tamara is mad at Gina for inserting herself. Um, and then Gina is like, well, I was checking on Heather. And Heather's like, no, 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 Gina. You made it seem like there was this whole pattern of behavior with Tamara. And... So Gina then thinks that ta- that ha- fuck. This is like a time is a flat circle and these women can't get it together. Um so Gina thinks Heather is throwing her under the bus. Tamara says it seems like Gina is stabbing her in the back. We we have all of these like figures of speech. It's like can you be both thrown under the bus while stabbing someone in the back? That's a complicated motion, but I suppose you know the laws of physics, it could work. Um, but so then Jen Pedranti owns that she is the one who made the comment about Tamara having a pattern of behavior um, and that Tamara keeps talking behind her back. And Tamara's like, wait, bitch, what are you talking about? I said something to Gina who said something to you. And now you're like mad at me. And I was just mad because Ryan made a comment about wanting to fuck me and that she never brought it up because she was upset about it and she didn't tell Eddie. She didn't want to make it a whole thing. <sighs> you know, all of this is kind of like whatever. They're really, it's like the the meme of like the three Spider-Man just pointing at each other. It's like, no, you threw me under the bus. No, I threw her under the bus. No, she stabbed me in the back. Like, it, it's not really leading anywhere. Like, Heather Dubrow is not that invested in whatever this drama is. She's like, she's like, we're done. Please leave. The, uh, she has 10 minutes left in her. Um, but this is when Heather, or this is when Tamara, she kind of like throws down the gauntlet and she says that someone caught Jen and Ryan in a car together when Jen was still with her husband, Will. This has been a through line of the last few episodes. Tamara seems to have information or she says she has information that contradicts the story that Jen is telling about the end of her marriage. Um, Jen, of course, denies this. Uh, She tells an alternate story, which doesn't make her look a whole lot better. She says it was the opening party for her yoga studio, my fave, Devil Rebel Yoga. Um, So Will was at the party, her husband. He left. Then Ryan comes after he leaves. This seems carefully planned to give her a present. Did he give her a present in her mouth? <laughs> like what? Like what are we talking about here? What, what, what's actually happening? Was it like a was it like a Target gift card? Was it a uh, jewelry? Was it a, a sexual favor? Like I, I, I think that matters. But rightfully so, Heather and Gina are kind of skeeved out by this like story, this emotional affair. Um, meanwhile, like poor sweet broken Shannon is like, well. Isn't it better to leave your husband when you already know you have someone else who's going to be there? It's like, Shannon, please. She's like, actually, I think the emotional affair makes it better because then at least you're not going to be sad and lonely when you leave your husband. It's like, oh, oh, those wounds are still open. It's been so many years. Um, Gina, of course, is triggered again. She can't handle this. She storms off. She tries to FaceTime Travis. Heather takes the phone away from her. She says that it's unfair to Travis for Gina to talk to him about these issues that she's still having getting over her ex, which I 
I don't disagree with. I think Heather like yanking the phone out of Gina's hand and being like, Travis, she's okay. We'll call you back later. And then being like, Gina, you cannot talk to Travis about this. It's a little dramatic. Of course, I mean, listen to the last 20 minutes. If, if a little dramatic is where the bar is, like where we've cleared it a long time ago. Um, Meanwhile, in the midst of all this chaos, Taylor has to cut Shannon out of her belt buckle so she can be. <laughs> the fact that the fact that Shannon starts this episode stuck behind the bar in this like saloon made costume and then ends having to be physically cut out of her like rhinestone belt buckle so she can like unzip her pants. God, God. I can't. You can't make this stuff up. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We end the episode, of course, with Tamara and Jen talking. You know, Tamara's like, I don't want to hurt you. Um, but, you know, there's this other stuff, too. This other Heather says that Ryan sent a dick pic to another lady when you were together. And Jen tells this story. Again, she keeps telling these alternate stories that don't actually, like, exonerate her or Ryan really of that much. She says that they were on a plane together, but not sitting together and that he was trying to send it to her and he only has like six contacts in his phone she's like yeah it's like it's like me his parents his kids and this other bitch <laughs> like like if he has six contacts in his phone you should probably be the only like hot lady that he would consider sending a dick pic to just saying that like the bar is on the floor and she's like, yeah, he actually just hit the wrong contact by accident. And it's like, this story isn't great because if he only has six contacts in his phone and two of them are his kids, then like he should really be careful about which contact he's clicking when he sends a dick pic. I don't know. I, I don't. Um, I'm not confident in anything that we're being told about Jen and Ryan. I'm interested enough to find out uh, maybe like Megan King, formerly Edmonds, could get on this case. Um, or somebody, you know, we've got to get to the bottom of this, but, um, you know, the vibes are strange, but meanwhile, I am having a great time with this Montana trip. I'm having a great time with OC. Um, I hope you are too. I feel like overall people are liking the season, which makes me happy. Um, you know, not that I'm whatever, just, just listen to the podcast. That's all I care about. Um, Speaking of listening to the podcast, on yesterday's episode, it was a very special time with Sonia and Luann, the 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 two and only. Um, 
their new show, Welcome to Copy Lake, comes out on Sunday night. I'm very excited for it. I've seen the first couple episodes. It's a it's a riot. Um, so go listen to that interview uh, if you haven't already. And make sure you're subscribed to the show following wherever you listen because we will have more Sonia and Luann content, more OC, Atlanta, Roni coming back in a couple weeks. There is so much stuff happening in the Bravo world. Um, and maybe Kyle and Mauricio breaking up. Who the fuck knows? I don't. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.